Welcome to the Naked Truth. Peace to you. We're going to pick up where we left off in the book of Numbers. That's the fourth book in the Bible, in the Old Testament. And we're at chapter 17. We're going to begin with verse 1. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying... So, rather than just read over this, we're going to take the, a moment just to go off into another part of the Bible that contradicts this just so... I was going through it myself reading through it myself and came across this and it came up as an instance where you may want to look to it, into it yourself more as a Christian. So this is Jesus speaking. It's red letters in the book of John chapter 5 verses uh, so we're going to begin at verse, verse 36 <clears throat> excuse me but I have a greater witness than John's for the works which the Father has given me to finish the very works that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. So Jesus is saying the things that he's doing bear witness that he is who he says he is and who he is in the big picture of things, the Savior, the Messiah, that they all are professing to be teachers of of the the, the of the people who got the message, the people of the prophecies who were should be the first to know when that was to happen. Um, verse 37, and the father himself who sent me has testified of me. You've ne you have neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his form. So Jesus is making it clear there that at least the religious people here who again are the people of the prophecy have never heard the voice of God Almighty at any time or seen his form. So that means regardless of what the Old Testament as we call it may say, about people's encounters with who they believe to be the Lord God Almighty at the time, that it's not actually God Almighty they're encountering in one way or another. The message may still be from God Almighty, um, but the people that they're actually seeing, say, for instance, sitting down to eat with in one in, in one case, or maybe even wrestling with in another case, someone actually physically wrestling with supposedly the Lord God Almighty. This, by what Jesus is saying, sort of clarifies that for Christians, at least for this Christian, that among other things, that some of these are things that were just added there by the uh, religious uh, forefathers. And Jesus says that specifically in another place. I thought it was John chapter 7, um, where he talks about um, things like, oh, okay, yes, yeah, so it was John chapter 7. I thought I'd set it aside for you. So um, if you want to look to that, also look to John chapter 7. Um, another interaction of Jesus with the um, religious forefathers, the scribes and Pharisees and so forth, who are eventually going to be behind the human hand in the crucifixion. So verse 21 of, verse, of chapter 7. Jesus answered and said to them, I did one work and you all marvel. Moses therefore gave you circumcision, not that it is from Moses, but from the fathers. And you circumcise a man on the Sabbath. So Jesus is making it clear there also that there are things that people hold on to religiously as part of the, um, say, five books of Moses, even though, like I, we pointed out before, Moses is already gone, died, and... Um, 
uh, not part of part of the way into one of the books. So how could all the books following the book following and the information following still be a book of Moses if Moses is already dead? How can that that doesn't make sense? And but among other things, but Jesus is making it clear here that religion will do things like that, like slip things in as being a part or under the umbrella of of a certain belief system, but not actually following that at all. And circumcision is another is an example that Jesus is pointing to in this um, instance, and that is because there are, are other orders in the Old Testament say that you aren't supposed to do any cuttings in the flesh. So that would forbid a whole lot of people from having surgeries altogether. Well, how can those both be true then? If you're not allowed to have any surgeries or cut into your flesh, but you're allowed to cut, circumcise, you're ordered to even circumcise the males in um, in the same religion. That doesn't make any sense. And for it to be by the same deity giving the same orders. And that's, again, like Jesus says, it's because not all of that is from Moses, but also from the fathers. The stuff that Moses was given, I believe in the big picture of it, I think originally was probably what was written in stone, the Ten Commandments that he got one time, got outraged and broke, and then got out, but calmed down and got the grace of getting another second set of those stone tablets and those same ten words were written on it, I think. I think that would be, if anything, the clearest example of what was the original intent, intent behind God's message to humanity on how to treat each other, treat ourselves, and approach the Lord. Um, and Jesus affirmed the ones of the ten that um, along the way in the Gospels, which we read about on our Saturday readings. Um, but right now it's a Monday reading, so we're going to pick up where we left off just now. In the book of Numbers, let me see, get back to that tab, verse 17. So I say all that because the same thing about the contradiction on not hearing anyone, no one hearing the voice of the Lord at any time, or seeing his form, takes us back to Numbers chapter 17, where it once again starts out with apparently someone having a conversation, Moses, the Ten Commandments, Moses, with the Lord. So if you're a Christian, note I'd say note that verse 2 speak to the children of Israel and get from them a rod from each father's house all their leaders according to their father's houses 12 rods write each man's name on his rod so a rod would be like a staff like you might use when you're shepherding sheep or herding your animals otherwise um, like that a walking stick or like if you're Gandalf a large long magic wand type thing but whatever the case may be it might even be like bewitched a small short magical sort of stick implement that you use and I say that with all due respect because we've said read about the magic being a part of the rituals that they use in the different um, ways they worship so far along the way even being called magic at one point. Let's see. Um, verse 3. And you shall write Aaron's name on the rod of Levi, for there shall be one rod for the head of each father's house. So it's saying one rod for the head of each other father's house, and Aaron being the um, 
head of that whole house as it were that's why his is going to be on that one rod then you shall place them in the tabernacle meeting before the testimony where I meet with you so the the whole tabernacle meeting is sort of like you would consider the church your synagogue your temple your mosque your meet holy meeting place where you actually get to meet with God Almighty according to the narratives even though like I said if Christians we just read what Jesus said about not hearing God's voice or seeing his form at any time verse 5 and it shall be that the rod of the man whom I choose will blossom. Thus I will rid myself of the complaints of the, of the children of Israel, of the children of Israel, which they make against you. So um, the Lord, it seems, is saying, I'm just going to say Lord because that's how it says, how it's written. It's um, letting them know so that it'll be, so that since people need to see it with their own eyes, clear evidence of who the Lord is choosing to be the leader among all of the houses or you know clan tribes of the children of Israel to show them a sure sign get each from each of them a rod from representing each household each tribe and the one that's chosen among those rods will be used as that sure sign verse 6 so Moses spoke to the children of Israel and each of their leaders gave him a rod apiece for each leader according to their father's houses twelve rods and the rod of Aaron was among their rods so um, each of the households put forth their rods just like they were ordered to including the house of Aaron Moses brother um, his rod among theirs verse 7 and this is all after they just had a big confrontation where a whole bunch of them were massacred according to the narrative by the Lord just for just for them standing up and having the nerve to question the powers that be. Um, they got shut down. And yet, so now, so that there's a clear sign for everyone to see, it seems it's more um, reasonable. This new sign is coming up that's going to involve the rods. Verse 8. And I came to pass on the next day that Moses went into the tabernacle of witness, and behold, the rod of Aaron of the house of Levi had sprouted and put forth buds, have produced blossoms and yielded ripe almonds. So, excuse me. So, of all the rods that were there, the one that was labeled Aaron's blossomed and budded and even produced fruit, uh, air, almond fruit, as a, as a matter of fact, on a plant that hasn't been a part of a vine that's actually growing in probably years and years and years since it's a walking stick or staff of some kind. So um, obviously a sort of supernatural um, uh, event unless someone had a hand in doing that, which if they did, that would pretty be a pretty incredible hand to do something like that. But Aaron's, Aaron's um, walking stick is the one that, or Aaron's rod is the one that budded that way, however it happened. And so making it clear, Aaron is the chosen one. 
Then Moses brought out all the rods from before the Lord to all the children of Israel, and they looked, and each man took his rod. So um, in front of everyone, they're seeing that of all the rods, Aaron, um, Aaron's is the only rod that budded like that. Um, verse 10, And the Lord said to Moses, Bring Aaron's rod back before the testimony to be kept as a sign against the rebels that you may put their complaints away from me lest they die. <laughs> so it's like the Lord is showing them a sign for their own sake so that they don't forget, so that they can always look back on it if they need to rather than feel their moment, get in their feelings, and get sassy and end up dead like some of their relatives ended up so that they don't forget they're getting that sign it seems as a miraculous moment for themselves to remember in verse 11 thus did Moses just as Lord as the Lord had commanded him so he did so Moses was obedient did what they were told what he was told to do with the budding budding rod of Aaron and set it up so that they don't forget Verse 12, so the children of Israel spoke to Moses saying, <laughs> um, so I can't read it as it's written. So they're saying, surely they die. Surely they perish. They all perish. So the people are upset. I suggest if you need to read it yourself, um, and understand why I wouldn't read it that way. If you've read with me before and are curious, you can, or haven't, and are curious, go to Matthew 12, chapter 12, verse 37. Jesus, speaking himself, says there, uh, for by your words you'll be justified, and by your words you'll be condemned. So in that, it's in a greater message of letting us know we should be careful not only the things that we hear and in that sense form our understanding of what truth is but in the things that we speak and say because there's power and there's energy in those things you say even if you're saying them reading something that's just in the bible whether jesus said it or not if you're saying it yourself you're putting your own energy into vocalizing that and maybe manifesting that for yourself without even realizing it so if you read verse 12 of chapter 17 that as it's written you could understand why you may be manifesting that for yourself without even realizing it but that's what they're saying um they're how they're reacting um to um what's going on they're saying it's like death 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 there's massacres among them when they inter interact with the lord as they believe it to be and there's uh there's uprisings among the people um, of having to deal with only eating manna, basically, while the um, elite class, the religious leadership, live large and are eating all sorts of sacrifices that are made to them of all sorts of different animals, cows and goats and poultry and flour, fine flour and oil and all sorts of different cuts of meat that are made available to them while the people make it by on manna. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, it's, it's amazing. But it's what's, this, how it reads, so it's how we're reading it. Um, 
but the people aren't pleased. Verse 13, whoever even comes near the tabernacle of the Lord must die. Surely they all utterly die. So the people are, <laughs> the people are seeing it as sort of a, a, a death mission. That as long as they're traveling that close to that much power that's right there among them, uh, they run the risk of uh, death by getting too close to it or <laughs> ticking it off where it'll lash out at them and burn them up. So they're kind of broken up about it and trembling and nervous, understandably, about the whole mission. And they just, um, they're, they're, they don't know what to do. So they're kind of coming to Moses and Aaron um, broken hearted about what's going on. The mission seems kind of deadly wherever they turn. But as far as the narrative goes, that's the last verse in this chapter. So that's where we're going to wrap up this reading. As always, I appreciate you reading along with me and hope it's a blessing for you. I'll probably follow up with another one since this one was so short and since, um, why not? Uh, thanks for reading along with me. You can hear past readings as they, uh, are archived here on platforms like this on Anchor and Spotify. Um, or if you're interested in interested in the archives of the red letter red readings of what Jesus actually had to say about everything from same sex marriage to the everything you read in the Bible, if you read the Bible itself and what you call truth and what it actually says and what you may think it says. That's what we focus on with the red letters, like I said, on our Saturday readings. These other night readings, we're making our way through the Old Testament since there's much, much, much more of it, like I've said before. What Jesus had to say only represents a tenth or a tithe of the entire Bible. So we focus on that on one night a week specifically. Um, but we're seeing what the rest of the Bible says and why it points to hearing what Jesus has to say to us Christians. Pointing to that as our rescue, as our salvation from it all, through it all, with it all. Um, on um, these other nights and days of the week. So stay safe. Feel free to contribute to the cause. It's much appreciated. I'm Hung T Girl on Cash App. Or if you go to my website and if you're an adult, you can explore it by clicking on the pictures there. It's free. They're actually videos. And get to know me and my friends, maybe even some of your friends, and uh, make a contribution there. Stay safe. God bless you. Peace be with you. And I'll see you next time.